Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're here to talk about life and interesting things. Or so we think, but in the end, you'll be the judge of it. Either way, what we have to talk about is ageless. So we are sitting here in the eclipse energy pretty much hmm. right now, last lunar eclipse of 2020 in Gemini. Do you have anything to say about that? No. Okay. Um, well, we're in Sagittarius season, and Sagittarius, do you know Sagittarius is the only sign that carries a weapon? Yes, I have learned that in your ingression meditation. I did not know that before, even though, you know, just thinking about what we see and perceive for a second would have shown me. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because the archer, you know, it's the only sign that has a... Hey, you know what? Speaking of archer and like bow and arrow, how do you turn a arrow into a lotus? And what does that even mean? Well, uh, the what it means is that you say that something comes at you, you know, that could be perceived as being deadly and hurting you and comes with a lot of aggression maybe, but... You know, you do not engage in that, but you just see it in the most compassionate way. And then uh, it turns into what's called lotus flower. Wait, wait, what? How, like, well, let's, let's then talk about that. Like, how do you not engage in someone shooting arrows at you? And what does that even mean? Well, I mean... You know, somebody who's like mean to you or says like horrible things or is aggressive or even passive aggressive or is attacking you. You know, mm -hmm. that's what that means. I mean, you have been attacked verbally or, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I. Well, it's like being a doormat, though, is not an option. You know, like I sometimes, like I end up engaging, you know. Yeah, but you know, looking with the eyes of compassion is far away from being a doormat. Yeah, so how? How is that? How, what's the difference? Okay, so like if you don't engage, how do you not be a doormat? Because you are not passively just allowing mm -hmm. whatever is happening to you. But, you know, you're actively compassionate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that means, you know, you can speak up. Like, you can of say, course. hey, excuse me. But there's not this, like, engagement that you're talking about. Like, there's not this, like, where then, like, I have found in my experiences, like, when you engage with people who are just negative or they're just attacking you with words or even emotions or looks or whatever, like if you engage with that, then you just add fuel to the fire. Exactly. You know, because they want that. They, yes. they like, don't they want that? Like they need that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, there is a fight can only happen between two people. It takes two to tango, as they say. Yeah, one, uh -huh. two, two fight. Yeah. So, uh -huh. mm -hmm. you know, and if you are not fighting, then there is no fight. And... I mean, that's the whole, I think, basis of 
Aikido, please don't hold me responsible, but I seem that's what I remember that Aikido is that martial art where you just go out of get out of the way. I can ask my Japanese friend. Yeah, so it's mm -hmm. like where you know the person comes at you with a lot of force and rather than standing in their way and beating them like um with resistance. Mm -hmm. You just move out of the way and then their own energy carries them, let's say, in the wall behind you. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. But I guess then, like, why do people attack other people then just in the first place? Like, where's that energy even coming from? And does everybody do it? Yeah, most everybody. Yeah. But, like, like it's not, like, literally... Yeah, it's, yeah, of mm. course, but it's, but it's not like, yeah, because you're a sweetheart, but mm -hmm. like, it's like literally not a bow and arrow that like, you know, you're shooting at somebody, but it's like, this is like, what kind of different attacks can there be like on these different levels, like invisible attacks, like verbal, for example. Yeah. Like, you know, taking other people's other people down, like yeah. in messages or actually like spoken words or. Like written, verbal, yeah. these are all just different kinds of attacks, like yeah. evil speech and whatnot. Yeah. So then if that's coming at you, the best way to turn that arrow into a lotus is to just first, like what really leaves an impression on me is to like just not engage in that ener that energy, not add fuel to that fire. That's right. Sometimes it's really hard because, like, if you have, like, a fighting spirit, like, if you want to fight, like, you want to, like, just plow the person down. But, like, I guess it makes more sense, like, with the Aikido to just kind of, like, let, or it's a, a, a legend, yeah. you know, supposedly, like, yeah. or just let, let them run into their own energy. Yeah, because, I mean... And that's compassionate. You have heard me said say that, you know, sometimes I, like, I... Take a breath, and I say, you know, if I wanted to, I could get so angry right now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then, like, just being aware of that, that, like, this energy is now arising, and then I do not engage in it. Mm -hmm. And you have to, like, really discipline yourself to Very not engage. Because, of course, the ego says, oh, yeah, look at that energy. I want to I wanna engage in that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes if you could, if I think, could it also be compassionate if you could see someone is, you know, they're going to run into their own energy, like the own attack that they're shooting out, that they're going to run into it. Sometimes the compassionate thing could be, hey, you know, like to bring them, bring them to awareness about it so that they don't run into the energy and hurt themselves. No. No? That's usually not working. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> it's not by happenstance that you know uh, anger is like you know it's blind anger yeah or black you're out, red out red for, with rage you know it's like a bull that sees red yeah you know, there's really nothing you can do you can try to talk to them but yeah. good luck with that I mean I have realized that there's really nothing you can do getting out of the way is literally the best thing you can do for everybody yeah and i have found in my experiences like when people have been so angry like that it really has nothing to do with me 
No. You know, like when people see red and stuff, like it literally has nothing to do with me, but really with their perception. Yeah. Or even, could you even call it perception at that point? Like just their own yeah. fatalistic view of seeing things. I mean, it's still perception. It's still perception. I mean, that's what but they perceive. Yeah. Like it really had, like, so if you're ever dealing with someone who's angry, like it really has nothing to do with you. Because anger is always kind of like, or what is it? Like anger is just this misdirected emotion well anger is in terms of like the base energy it is rejection it is like something you reject wow we just divide it keep it very simple like attachment and rejection yeah then anger is one stage of rejecting things you reject something with a passion well, it's intense. It starts with annoyance, and then it gets angry, and then it gets, like, raging, and then it gets hateful. And, you know, and then that's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then turning uh, a, an arrow into lotus is done by just stepping out of the way. Energetically speaking. Yeah, yeah. and of course and have, we cannot oversimplify have, it, but I'm just saying and generally. And have compassion and just have compassion. Like, see what's going on and then have compassion. And mm-hmm. and then a lotus is like just a symbol for what? Like then it leaves you with a good energy or what? Like you're converting that negative energy into something positive or... I don't have to convert it into anything because energy is energy. No, but I'm just saying, like when a lotus turn, when a arrow turns into a lotus, then that's something negative turning into something positive, and then that's something like what? No, what is it's that? all in the perception. I mean, have you seen the movie G? Has anybody seen that movie? I think it's like a '90s movie. I love the '90s, so like. <laughs> with Jeff Goldblum I seem to remember and Eddie Murphy I think I'm not sure but it's really funny like G he's the like either G for a god or for a guru or I don't know but what I remember mostly mm-hmm. of that whole movie is yeah. like Eddie Murphy I think is G and he's walking along the freeway okay mm-hmm. and there are these kids that are like in a convertible or whatever mm-hmm. and they are throwing um coke cans at him mm-hmm. and so every time a coke can hits him he like picks it up and he says oh thank you like i'm so happy it wasn't a rock and isn't that great and look at this can and you know he's not transforming anything into anything like these kids, I mean, I don't know that they were angry, but in any case, like their energy wasn't great. They wanted to hurt him mm-hmm. because they criticized him as being weird. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they were bullies, but he did not engage it. All he saw was how wonderful this is. <laughs> I and can like, totally see and it. And yeah. thanked them yeah. like, for every time something hit them. Yeah. And so this is basically what it is because. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have talked about that in Ageless before, I think, that whatever comes at you has to always, first and foremost, being considered as something that belongs to you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that answers my question. Then, like, the lotus is, like, just a celebration of life. It's just a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. And, mm. you know, it either may be that somebody rightfully, whatever, in quotes, you know, is angry at you, but meaning, like, whatever they say really is something where they hmm, darn, I think... They have a point. Yes, of course. I really did that, you know, and then taking Mm -hmm. responsibility. And so, Mm -hmm. therefore, it's already turned into a lotus because they didn't give me an arrow. They gave me a lotus, the gift of a lotus. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because now I can, you know, learn something about myself. Mm -hmm. Or I should like, "Mm mm-mm, that really does not apply. But thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to check one more time. And no, it doesn't apply. And let them spin. Didn't want to say it, but mm-hmm. yes. And then you let them spin. <laughs> or or you you accept the, like, you know, you take self-responsibility if you did, you know, like if you do own it and it's something yeah. you need to own, and you can still let them spin. Hell yeah. Because it's like, hey, you know, if someone's angry at you, for example, and then it's like, oh, you know, that was my bad, you know, like I take self-responsibility for it, but if they're still angry... Then, you know, that's on them. That has nothing to do with, with you. No, and once again, you know, you may be engaging and they may not be able to hear it. Yeah. And and if they hear something, you know, then they maybe just feel like very um, righteous and very justified in shooting more arrows. And what you hear in the background, maybe if you hear it, this is little Saya mm-hmm. having a little midnight snack. That's right. <laughs> We just came from our evening stroll, and mm-hmm. now she's hungry and thirsty, and so mm-hmm. that's that. It was a full moon stroll. Yeah. A full moon patrol. <laughs> so, then, it's like, um, but sometimes you have to, like, stand up for, you know, you have to, well, no, no, hold on, before I say that, it's like, it's actually... It's a good rule. It's actually even said, like, when someone is angry, you should not look at their face. Because it's a bad energy. Because anger spreads, like, mm. like, like, like... COVID? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Yeah. No, actually, it actually spreads. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it anger spreads, like, multiplies extremely quickly. Yes. So, like, if someone's angry, like, you shouldn't even look at them. No. Because... I don't know, like, I've seen people get angry, like, strangers get angry in public, and I'm like, man, I'm not gonna engage in that at all, because it's almost, it's like that bull energy, like, if they see the wrong, if they see the red somewhere, they're gonna charge at it, Yeah. and it could be anything or anyone. Yeah. Like, angry people are really unstable. Yes. But let me ask you this, then. Is it possible to turn a lotus into an arrow? Like in other words, like peop like if you have a gift but then you cannot see it and then you perceive it as a an arrow, like as an attack. Yeah, but then it's not a lotus. I mean it's always everything only always applies to your reality. I can give you the lotus and you know You'll see it as an arrow. <laughs> you see it as an arrow, eh? yeah. She attacked me. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. I, yeah. So that's yeah. A, like like someone who's angry would often see 
a lotus is actually an arrow. Oh, yes. Because it's, everything's a lotus. Yeah. But it's really like seeing it as an arrow, you know, like in the whole Sagittarius theme, like this is how things get dark quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I mean, I do not know if, you know, our listeners know that, but I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. And for us just now talking about this anger the whole time, mm-hmm. I start to feel that energy. Yeah, yeah, I feel it too. I start to feel the energy in my body. You feel it too? Yeah, yeah, I felt it like five minutes ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's about that when it started. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so this is like not only, I mean, there are... What's because when you, when you, talk, when you talk about the angels, they appear. Yeah. Exactly, they do, and the negative angels also. And I just want to say that because whenever we speak, you know, we hear, we think, okay, it's Oregon Aurelia, like we tell you. And then I just told you that Saya, our sweet little Sheba princess, is also here. Mm-hmm. But then there are these countless, warrior princess, countless beings that are disincarnate, mm-hmm. and they are listening to. Every word we say, and I don't want to spook you, but they also listen to every thought we have. But let's just keep it simple and let's just, you know, stay with the words. I just saw like a bunch of listeners' (laughs) eyes open wide after they heard that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the space. (laughs) And it's not like, oh God, it's like I I must be in holiday mood because already another movie comes to mind. The hills have eyes. I was thinking about that movie 20 minutes ago. Or like no. 20 minutes before we started. You were? Well, no, because it was like um, it was like in context of something. Like I was listening to something else. And that's so intense that you brought it up. And I'm never going to watch that movie again. No, not. Yeah. And if you mm-hmm. don't know it, I mean, don't watch it unless you really are a serious Wes Craven fan. But then you already saw it. So, mm, mm-hmm. whatever. But why I'm saying it because... It's like the hills have eyes, yes, and the space has ears. Because every word is being listened to. Mm-hmm. And like Auric said, then every word has energy and it attracts like the beings that resonate with that energy. Yeah. And so that's why, yes, we have been talking about anger now and we did it like from an educational, hopefully educational point of view but i think you know and it's, protective it's, no, yeah there's protection when you listen to ageless yes mm-hmm. but so just to let you know that if you are have if, if you're watching a movie for example and it's like very angry and you are watching it or whatever you know you do kind of connect to that energy so we always have to be very very discriminative in what we listen to Mm -hmm. and what we watch Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely because you align with it or read because every human is empathic you know and we all align with that but actually that's something that i wanted to talk about in another episode but i guess it's just coming up now can you talk a little bit about narcissistic empathy Oh, like the narcissist that empathic or the narcissist that is attracted to an empath? I do not know what you mean. No, like, yeah, the first one. Uh-huh. Narcissistic empathy. 
I don't know what I should be talking about. What is it? Oh, okay. Like, what's a narcissist or the empathy? Like a narcissistic empath. Mm. Okay, so we're clear what a narcissist is. No. Okay, then let's start there. Okay. Uh (laughs) Okay, and I apologize to all the psychologists, you know, that are the specialists on narcissism, which I definitely am not, but... What I know about narcissism is like it is a lot the... more than the average <laughs> psychologist. That's for sure. Thank you. Uh-huh. It is the epitome of self-importance. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Like, wait, now I feel I feel the energy <laughs> in my stomach. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe you know, or like the image of like. Narcissus, like in the Greek mythology, mm-hmm. like he was like this man, and he felt he was like so beautiful that you know he fell in love with his own uh, image in the mirror, mm-hmm. and so this is basically where we take this. We say like a narcissist is somebody who is seriously just always considering himself Mm. like it is a degraded energy of everybody being the center of their own universe Mm. Mm -hmm. like the narcissist takes this one step too far Mm -hmm. because even though you know i am the center of my universe meaning from where I sit right now in all directions from where I am is the center. But I allow you the same thing that from where you sit in your reality, you are the center. Wow. I just like, I just like made 50 checks in my head of people who I know who are actually narcissistic. I'm sure. When you put it that, and when you like define it like that. Yeah. That I didn't realize that they're narcissists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, That's like... That's so true that yeah. they don't acknowledge that you're the center of your world. Exactly. Well, that's intense. And they then want to... i never to, heard it that way before. Want to make you the, you know, part of their center. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not like where, you know, you... As your person in your center and me mm-hmm. in as my person in my center, mm-hmm. we have like um, mm-hmm. an area where we overlap. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's our relationship. Mm-hmm. And for a narcissist, that's just not happening. And what they use, like when you say, um, of course, everybody's an empath because empathy lives in the heart vortex. Yeah. And we all have a heart vortex if we're alive. You know? Oh, yeah. And so they are usually very sensitive and very empathic because they will totally... Oh, my God. Check you out and see and feel Mm -hmm. where your vulnerabilities are Mm -hmm. so that they can pull you in. Whoa. So, and this is why, like, a narcissist and, um, yeah, maybe a little bit of a Mm do-gooder, let's call it that. Like, they are a perfect couple. Mm -hmm. Like, within one person or within, like, an actual relationship? No, with an actual relationship Uh because... The do-gooder or the savior, you know, feels like 
they have to show the narcissist that they exist mm -hmm. you know i'm there too and in order to do that they will bend over backwards to okay. please the narcissist mm -hmm. which obviously is for the narcissist exactly what they want it's mm -hmm. like everybody bending over backwards to make them the center oh wow okay wow that's really intense i've never heard it put that way before but it makes so much sense thank you so then it's kind of like this that they're probably angry narcissists yeah i that, could believe and that. then going back to the anger like they're probably angry yes and i have noticed like you know just kind of like understanding what you're saying is like that also they can be very having a like a heightened sense of empathy or however you say that yeah, yeah. to know like when your focus is going off of them uh-huh definitely you know it's like uh oh i'm not trending on your feed I need to post now pictures of uh -huh. me half naked so that, you know, I get your attention back. Yes. Because it's like, oh my God, where did you, they're lost. Yeah. You know, if they're not, in my, if they don't see me as the center, they're lost. I have to save them. Yeah. That's intense. That's really intense. So how can you deal with people who like are narcissistic and like say like, you know, you're like in in you can't what do you mean you can't it's like with the angry people yeah is make, it the same vortex can't. yeah mm -hmm. they're in love with themselves and yeah. they want you to be in love with them too mm, yes obviously like but with their self you... not in love with them but to not with, love them, but to be in love with them. With their perception of themselves. Yeah, with their perception of themselves. Because I could be in love with a narcissist. I could love a narcissist. And, you know, he totally would hate everything about it. Mm -hmm. Because usually narcissists are very charming. And, mm -hmm. you know, very... Of course, because they have to continuously make sure of what you said. That, you know, all the attention is upon them and they are the um, like the takers mm -hmm. of our reality without giving anything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they couldn't because they are just so occupied with themselves mm -hmm. yeah it's like that makes so much sense because then it's like you say something and it's always being like spun into their world and it's like there's none of this like relationship it makes, no. it makes sense what you're saying. That's a that's a real that's a real truth bomb as they say. Mm. And um so yeah, it's just like with angry people, with narcissists, you just you can't. No, you can't. You have to step aside. Yeah. That's hard sometimes. Especially if you really love them or it can be hard. And until you until you until you're fed up. until you're fed up, I guess. Is, is waiting until you're fed up with something or someone, is that waiting too long? That's waiting too long. That's waiting too long. I mean, you have to... But, you know, it depends on your degree of honesty. Not in your degree like of strength if, and endurance. <laughs> no. Because, I mean, a narcissist will destroy you. Wow. Because they do not have that capacity... To reach beyond themselves. You know. They will destroy you. 
Mm -hmm. So and they can promise you, you know, the moon. If you threaten to leave or if you say, now I had enough or no, no, no. Like they promise you everything and then, you know, they really, maybe they mean it in that moment. I don't want to be too sarcastic, yeah, 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 but yeah, maybe course, they actually mean it. But there's no way that they follow through because in order to follow through with a promise that you give to somebody or that you make to somebody, you know, you have to relate Yeah. and they cannot. Mm-hmm. They cannot, like a true, pure narcissist cannot relate outside of himself. And it, like a recovering narcissist, so to speak, like somebody who really wants out of that, mm-hmm. you know, they have already suffered quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been called a narcissist many times by people, but like... I never, I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never, un- like, understood it like that, like this. I can correct you because I do not know how you understood it. No, like how I, you know, I don't acknowledge other people's realities, you know. No, that's not I mean, true. I, For you, it's rather the opposite. You know, you acknowledge their realities to a degree mm-hmm. that, you know. It, it eclipses mine. Exactly. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, you need that leash. With the hey, don't come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got lost in that reality. So there's different kinds of narcissisms, or like that's at the core of narcissism. Because you know, people have called me that before, and I knew that they were just projecting their their crap onto me. Like it's like I'm not narcissistic. Like I really care about people, and yes, you do. You know, it's it's. I mean, it's like with everything. You know, our words they have most of our words have lost their meanings. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, somebody right. has a is confident and has good self-esteem and then they call them a narcissist. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also, you know, I, we cannot be responsible for that. Yeah. No, we can't. You can let them spin. Yeah. I always think of that first episode, season one, episode one, let them spin. Yeah. It's because, I mean, really, it's that's all you can do. Yeah. Like, with compassion, not with, like, oh, let them spin, you know? Like, you know, abandonment, but, like, okay, like, I let them spin because they need to. Yes. And so this is is my advice for everybody who thinks they're truly in a relationship with a narcissist. Go get help to get out of the relationship because they will destroy you Mm. they will take away your self-esteem they Mm. will take away your sanity yeah and i just before like we end it like it's just kind of like a lot of times at least the you know kind of like where i was coming from is like people who use the empty label or the word of narcissist like that doesn't seem as intense and deep as the one you're talking about is like someone who you know, cares about the way that they look or they put effort into like things that they do and they want things to be perfect. And, you know, like that's not necessarily narcissism. No, that like can't that, be you know, either like the vanity print, or the, just like... Yeah, it could be good, vanity. Yeah. Yeah, or just good hygiene or good like hygiene, the, print, exactly. the prince who fell in love with himself. Or in my, like mm-hmm. the story I knew was like, it was like the girl who, who fell in love with her reflection in the lake or whatever. It doesn't matter. But it's like, that's just a metaphor or a symbol for what narcissism is. It doesn't just mean like you're in love with the way that you look or 
you know, that you that you put a lot of effort into the way that you look or the, or your appearances or your life and you know, like you No, it literally you can be means grateful and, that there is no room for anybody mm-hmm. else. It, that's what it means. It's like you know that is only room for one relationship and that is with yourself yeah it's really intense outside of that that is nothing and that's you know Mm -hmm. the myth of but it can but it can be healed because it's at it's really at the core of the ego like it really can be healed but it takes a lot of lot of lot a lot a lot of work and only the person who is the narcissist can do it. Absolutely. Nobody can help this person. No. Uh-huh. Other than it's almost like a paradox in a way because you can only help the narcissist who is ready to receive the help and, and, and get the help, you yeah. know, which is like, once again, in yes. the hands of the narcissist. Exactly. But, you know, you see progress and not that you just, you know fantasize that there's progress but there is actually progress yes. you know because that's also part of the tricks of the but narcissist. i would think it's like a lifetime chore yeah i think you know like like with a uh alcoholic or any mm-hmm. other addict because i would call it you know you're just addicted to yourself mm-hmm. and so it's like a lifetime process you know and you cannot start to get like uh, nonchalant about it yeah that's intense yeah <laughs> it's intense life mm. and the path mm. of deliberation it's very intense so it's really good then to it. have friends and people that you can really know that are not narcissistic because it's yeah, or I mean, they have their spurts of narcissism. I mean, you know, we all might. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Like, not truly narcissistic, but, you know, there has to be a give and receive. Yeah. yeah. So the best thing you can do is step out of the way. Yes. Angry people and narcissists. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the narcissist, like you said before, will sooner or later be very angry with you because... There's just no way that you can always, 24-7, just have that level of admiration and praise that they constantly need. I Mm -hmm. mean, just imagine a very simple situation. Let's say um, I'm in a relationship with a narcissist and... We have the, we have guests tonight, okay? So I ask, you know, can you please pick up a bottle of wine on your way home from the office? Okay, and I rely on that. Okay. And then, you know, he comes home, and where's the wine? Oh, the wine's not there. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't in his world. It wasn't in his world. And then there's the story, and... No, and I am like... Oh, God, a story. And I am not happy about that. I am not happy at all. And I make my feelings known. Guess who gets angry? Guess who's going to start shooting arrows? The narcissist. Yeah. And guess whose fault all of a sudden it is that there is no wine, that he didn't bring the wine? The requestee. So it's going to be my fault entirely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
And so that's what I mean. You know, this like there is just no way any sane person would think, no, we had an agreement. So like you said, yes, you bring the wine. And aside from, you know, whatever, like getting mugged in front of the house and God the wine forbid. bottle had mm-hmm. to be dropped. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not that then I would be unreasonable. But just like, no, there is no wine and it was not being picked up for whatever reason. And the reason's not good enough and it instantly starts to become an issue. Mm-hmm. And like a non-narcissist like would just be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, take self-responsibility. Uh-huh. And like, you know, I forgot and, and change and be like, wow, you know, like. Like take I responsibility forgot, yeah, for I not. forgot. Can I go and get it now? In a way, looking for take a responsibility for being narcissistic. Yeah. If Whereas the narcissist a... would defend it. Yeah, that's nice. That's yeah, interesting. I could see that. Uh-huh. That's kind of interesting. I mean, on one hand, I mean, yeah. it's really, it's really not so black and white and cut and dry, but it's, it never is with but, life. But it's you know, it's just something. Mm-hmm. You know that we can talk about a little bit. So, mm-hmm. anyhow, I have to go stop Saya from chewing on the Christmas tree. Yep. So <laughs> I think this has been very interesting. Uh, any closing words before? You will be the judge of it if it really was interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's absolutely. all I have to say. Yeah, and I think so. And I think also just cherish, you know, the good things that are there, and you know, this yep. is really good. So. Anyhow, let's turn those arrows into lotus because yes. not all of us are innocent of not shooting arrows. That's for sure true. But we can all turn them into lotus. Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. So, you guys, this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And you've just listened to an episode of Ageless. Ageless. Please subscribe everywhere and send it off to anyone that you will think that will help in your world. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.